Hey lovelies, this is Brenna, and welcome back to the Best Season Podcast, Episode 3. So if you haven't listened to Episodes 1 and 2, please go take a listen. Um, Episode 1 is really diving into what the best season is and what I'm trying to achieve with this podcast. And Episode 2 is to dive into postpartum and how to help mothers, significant others, or anyone that's dealing in the postpartum period. So please go check that out, um, share, and if you have any questions, tips, or anything like that that you want to share about those previous episodes, please send me a message. And for any mamas out there that need help, please message me, text me if you have my number. Um, I'd be happy to talk with you. Um, And if you don't want to talk to me, go talk to a therapist or something. There's nothing wrong with that. And don't be scared to go talk to someone. Um, Episode 3. So I've been going back and forth on what to do next with the Best Season podcast because I have so many ideas of what I want for each episode. But I'm trying to find the best, you know, best order to go about my episodes. However, for the third episode, I wanted to hint on something that was really big in our current time with COVID-19. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm going to be diving into the COVID-19 on politics or anything like that. I am not. I have way better things to do than listen to people complain about COVID, whether they agree with the vaccine or not. This isn't what this podcast is about. This is about mentally what COVID has done to a lot of us, and it has had to suffer mentally um, with isolation and being away from our families and friends. Um, So I really want to hit on that today and how not only that can cause a burden and a lot of burnout, but how a toxic work environment can cause a lot of burnout as well. So to sort of start off this episode... um, I know a lot of you have been working from home during the COVID-19 pandemic. However, some of you, like me, that work in the healthcare field, um, we had to be there on on the front lines, um, which this isn't supposed to say that anyone's better than any other person, but um, we had different work environments. However, before COVID-19, I sort of want to dive into how work environments can play effect on us and I have a little bit of a personal story of having to work in a toxic environment and what it was doing to my mental health. Um, And I know a lot of you can relate, so we're going to sort of go into this. Um, But mine was mainly just how, with all the toxic things happening and me not agreeing with things that were being done, it led to a lot of burnout for me at my previous jobs. And it took a lot of faith and a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of struggle to get through that time period for me, which caused significant, significant burnout. And I just thought that I was losing my love for nursing. My, I didn't know what to do because nursing was what I went to school for. It was my everything. If I wasn't going to be a nurse, what else would I be? So whenever I was at my previous job and just felt like I was drowning, I really thought that I was going to give up nursing. I said, if this is it, I don't want to be a nurse anymore. So I really had a deep, deep, deep struggle with my love for nursing for a while. Um, However, I did some things to sort of help get through that rut. 
and get to where I am today. So to start, I would say the number one tip that I have for those that are struggling with burnout or a toxic environment is learn to practice self-care. So for me, self-care was always hard because I felt like I didn't deserve to have time to myself or do the things that I loved. And also I just truly felt like I didn't have the time. So self-care did not happen like it should have in my previous job. Um, and a lot of the time I was taking work home. So, um, that's actually my number two thing is don't take work home. So those sort of collided at my previous job where I was working all day, eight to 10 hour days, sometimes 12. And then I would come home and be putting in another three, four hours of work, um, on the computer. And I was just drained, absolutely drained. So whenever I was doing that, I obviously was not practicing self-care or doing the things that I loved. And self-care at that time would have been simply just watching a favorite show or just taking five minutes to just do whatever I want. And I wasn't doing it at all. So it was just work constantly and sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep. And self-care I do have to say is so important and even if you have to take a personal day just to get time to yourself do it and don't bring any work home on that personal day just seriously take the time to just do whatever you want and not think of work which is easier said than done but um that is such a big thing for me and what I learned to do um and it took leaving my previous job and going to another job to really stick to that and say, hey, you know, practice self-care, do what you want to do when you're at home, and try not to bring work home. And sometimes it's just inevitable that you bring work home, um, whether it be a busy day or you're trying to get home to your family or if you're an on-call provider, you know, you have work at home obviously too. Um, it varies depending on your job. But on the days that you're off or the hours that you're off, those that is your time. And do not spend it focusing on a job because life is way too short to be putting all your energy into a job that could be gone at any second or they could rehire you at any second. That's what I always say is don't put all this time into a job where they would easily rehire someone if you would leave. Um, it's just not worth it. So other than self-care and obviously not bringing your work home, um, make sure you're doing the things you used to love hobby-wise. So before nursing school, I would read all the time. I would read books all the time. Um, I would listen to music all the time. Um, write music, mainly lyrics, um, because still haven't learned to play an instrument other than the trumpet in middle school. <laughs> um, but if any of you know me personally, you know I've always loved singing. I was in theater in middle school and high school, and I absolutely loved it. So music was my everything. And when I was at my previous job, I realized it's something so silly, but I realized I stopped singing. I used to sing every day, you know, on the way to, on, you know, in the car, at home, in the shower, literally every day, almost all day, I would be singing unless I was at work. However, at that job, I wasn't singing ever. 
there'd be days where I'd go without singing and that was unlike me. And to those that think that sounds weird, um, I notice some it does, but for me to go without singing was unheard of. And as my family, I sing all the time. I hum all the time. And I realized I was losing myself when I wasn't singing anymore. I wasn't getting excited about music. I would listen to music all the time and I was losing my love for anything. Um, and it was heartbreaking and I didn't realize it until it was too late whenever I was miserable at my job. Um, and I really didn't do anything until my husband said something. He's like, you're just not acting like you. Um, you're just not your usual self. And I realized that I had to make the change when I wasn't being my normal self or doing what I loved. When I realized and that I wasn't acting myself anymore, that's whenever I knew that I needed to leave that toxic environment. And for others, um, that would be my next thing is if you are miserable at a job or if it's due to someone in your life, um, get rid of that toxic person or get rid of the just the object that is toxic or the thing that's toxic. So if it's your job that's toxic, get rid of it. And I know that's easier said than done, but when I realized that I wasn't being myself and I was having panic attacks and anxiety attacks all the time, I realized that I needed to make the change. So that's when I started writing my resignation letter, which I'm telling you, I rewrote that thing about 10 to 20 times because at my previous job, um, I had been there for quite a while, a um, few years, and they had taught me so much. That's where my nursing career started. That's where I learned to be the nurse that I am today. Um, but I knew in the long haul that I could not be happy there and stay there or I would be miserable. I would have lost it. Um, mentally, I would not be in a good place and I would be the different person that I am. Um, I'm always a very happy, you know, person in there. I just, my attitude was bad. Um, I was slowly becoming the person I didn't want to be. So I knew I needed to leave. Um, so when I started this, searching for new jobs, um, it took a while because I knew I didn't want to go to a hospital, which there's nothing against working at a hospital. Um, obviously I did clinicals in my preceptorship at a hospital. Um, and I had great experiences, but in my life, I knew at this time in my life, I didn't want to be in a hospital. Um, and that's when I found hospice. Well, I guess I didn't find hospice at that time, but I reevaluated, um, going into hospice nursing, um, roughly, I think it was seven years ago since my grandma passed away and she was on hospice services, um, and actually the same hospice where I work now. Um, and when I was there, when she was on her journey, um, through end of life, um, I really focused in on the nursing for hospice and throughout that few week time frame of being there at hospice I knew that I need to be here 
I need to do this type of nursing. Which many of you are like, Brenna, why would you leave a job to go to a hospice job? That's going to make you more depressed, more anxious. Like, how can you do that? And it definitely takes a special person to be able to do hospice nursing, but I knew that it would bring me the most joy and most fulfillment as a nurse. And obviously, a hospice nurse is not, it's not a joyful job, but it's a rewarding job. And I knew that going into hospice nursing, I would be, I would feel like a nurse again. However, I know it's always hard to get into the hospice that I work for, so you have to have a one-year experience before, which I did at that time Um, because I had actually thought about applying when I first graduated, but I didn't because the one year was keeping me from doing that. But as I was on the look for jobs, hospice was what I turned to. Again, rewriting the resignation letter about a million times, but I finally applied at hospice. I was terrified because I hate change. I'm a terrible person dealing with change, but I knew that this change was needed to become myself again. So I ended up applying and I got a phone call within like that week um, and got an interview and I felt the interview went great. But again, what I feel like an interview went isn't the same as the people that interviewed you. But I just, I could feel myself getting excited, feeling happy and thinking, you know, this could be, this could be it. This could be my way out to being a happier, healthier me. However, I still had to go to my previous job and towards that end, I was, it was getting worse and worse. Um, things that I didn't agree with were happening and it wasn't like necessarily bad things, but it just, for me as a nurse, I didn't want to be doing those things that, you know, just weren't my style, I guess. I don't know how to explain it without it sounding bad. It wasn't bad, but it just, I didn't feel like myself as a nurse um, there. And I just knew it wasn't for me anymore. And it was hitting me hard because I had so many friends at my previous job and I didn't know how to say goodbye if that would happen but again I was losing myself in my work um the stress was getting insane and the burnout was getting insane I was so burned out I didn't even know who I was anymore and I just I could I knew I couldn't stay there so I was waiting to hear back on if I got the job or not and the day I found out and they called me, it was a huge, huge weight off my shoulders. I felt like I could breathe again. I felt like this was a new, a new beginning for me. Um, and I put in my notice and I did not make a lot of people happy. I disappointed a lot of people, but my thing is I heard this the other day. It says, disappoint others, but make sure to not not disappoint yourself. And that is so true. There's so many times that I looked out for what others thought of me or what I was doing, which is the dumbest thing. And I realized I needed to stop doing that for them and doing it for me. 
because if I'm doing it for them, I'm going to continue to disappoint myself and be unhappy with myself. So I think when I realized that I needed to do it for me, it all clicked. And that was hard for me. I live a life where I want to do for others and not for myself. Um, So I always like to give to others, to be helpful to others. And for me, I don't want to do anything for me like at all. So that was a really hard pill to swallow. Um, But once I realized I needed to do it for me was when I removed the toxicity from my life. I realized that the burnout was affecting me as a person and I needed to move on. So whenever I left, people weren't happy, but I was ecstatic. And me and my husband ended up going on vacation to celebrate our 10 years together. And that's another thing I recommend is if you're in a hard point in life, try to just get away for a trip, even if it's a small trip. Even if you do like go on a hike locally or if you want to go to the beach or anywhere. Like we did our 10-year anniversary trip to Hawaii. Again, you don't have to go big like that, but that was something for me to celebrate and to be excited for and mark sort of the end of my journey at my previous job and sort of the start of some, a start of a new beginning and the start of truly what's been the best season of my life, um, which I know you guys are probably sick of hearing, but truly it was such, this has been such a good season at my job. Um, but again, with starting a new job comes new territory. And again, I'm not a fan of change. And when I started there, I loved it. I didn't feel like there was any toxicity there. Um, and I know with nursing comes burnout. Um, and I'll get to that a little bit more coming up, but, um, I just felt rejuvenated. Um, and I let all that bad and toxic behind at my previous job and I started new. Um, however, So I started at hospice in November of 2019, I believe. And in March, February, March was when COVID hit, which doesn't even seem like it's been that long, but it has been. And talk about burnout. So whenever COVID hit and we knew it was going to be hard, but I don't think we realized how hard it was going to hit us mentally. So, you know, at hospice, we tried to keep COVID out of our building, um, but we serve a lot of local areas in multiple counties where, you know, exposure to COVID was a high risk. And we always had that risk of that coming to our facility. Um, And that mentally really hurt us as nurses. And it's not, it wasn't only there, it was everywhere that a healthcare provider works. And it really hit whenever exposure would happen locally. And I actually had two incidences myself. I was exposed one time and had to quarantine until I had my negative, you know, test done. Um, And then the second time I ended up getting COVID and I was pregnant. So, It was a lot, and that constant fear before of getting COVID 
became a reality. And when I got back, it was a lot on me mentally and physically after having COVID, which led to burnout, not only for me, but for a lot of other people. And we were just getting getting more and more worn out. And I think a lot of people that aren't in healthcare or aren't, you know, are in the government that are mandating all these things, I don't think truly realize how much was affecting nurses, respiratory therapists, um, doctors, any, any of those titles. Um, I don't think they realize how much it was going to affect all of us. Um, and this truly is what led me to this podcast episode too, is when we have these episodes of burnout, we need to remember to do that self-care, to do the things we love, um, and sort of do things to help us fall in love with nursing again. Um, it's hard when you are, have something constantly going on that makes you think, maybe this isn't the right career for me. Maybe it's not the best career path. And like I said earlier in the episode, I had it happen to me multiple times where I'm like, maybe nursing wasn't what I was supposed to be in. Maybe, maybe this just isn't for me. And that was heartbreaking because I don't, I think I was naive into thinking that it was not necessarily a walk in the park, but to think that it was going to be easier than what it is. But it is hard. Nursing is hard. Healthcare is hard. And then you throw a pandemic on top of that, and that's that's pretty difficult. And I'm just here to say that all of you that have dealt with burnout, you have done amazing. And we will continue to do as best as we can. And we still have to deal with toxic environments and toxic people still in our in our careers um and I'm here to say that if you have those times where you're just you're burnout and there's just so much so many toxins at your work sometimes you just have to reevaluate so if you're coming to the terms of hey this isn't the best option for any me anymore reevaluate your priorities in life what's most important to you for me, family was always important, but then once I got pregnant with Brooks, my priorities shifted completely. So during the pandemic, I really was like, okay, I need to keep work at home. I mean, I need to keep work at work and at home. It's my self-care time, my relaxation time. And when I was pregnant, that was really important for me to get sleep, to relax, to eat, even though I didn't want to eat because I felt so sick. But those were big, big things. And at times I sort of forgot that that was priority. And I sort of slipped back into the cracks of what I used to do at my old job. And I said, if I do this again, it's going to be a repeat. Because those were things I could have controlled before. And I didn't. Um, So whenever COVID happened, I thought, okay, we're keeping work at work. And when I go home, I'm going to do the things that I want to do. And I did. And that definitely helped me with my burnout and sort of brought me back to myself again. And then I had baby Brooks in postpartum hit. And that was a whole different period of my life. And I talked about that in the previous episode, um, which again, take a listen to it. 
because it'll definitely help those that are going through the postpartum period. But when I came back from maternity leave, which I took my full 12 weeks, when I came back from maternity leave was when it all hit again. So we sort of picked up on our census, um, getting more referrals and admissions and transfers into our um, inpatient unit. And the burnout sort of started again, where I was taking things home. It wasn't every night, but I would be charting at home because my priorities changed and I had to get home to my baby. It wasn't where before where I could stay till midnight and do my charting or finish that admission. You know, I realized that, you know, I had to get home to my baby. I couldn't be doing those things like I used to. However, my thing was, well, I'll just go home and I'll do the things I need to do there. Um, but at least I'll be home. And I realized that that was hurting me too. So right now I'm currently struggling with that burnout and which is going to come and go in healthcare no matter what. But I really had to learn. I had to relearn it again of how to take care of myself during that time. As someone that's currently dealing with burnout in and out, um, I keep saying to myself, hey, do the things you love. Watch that show that you love. So currently... While filming this podcast, I have Impractical Jokers pause because I don't want to miss this episode, even though I've watched every single episode multiple times. But again, even though I've seen it a million times, it's priority for me to watch it because I know it's going to make me laugh. It's going to make me happy. Um, priority is being with my son. So I actually got to leave early today um, and I felt guilty about leaving early. My, my manager even told me, you know, Brenna, go. But I felt so guilty because I was putting work first, working extra hours, and then now to have this free time to do what I want. So I got to come home and spend more time with my son. And it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing to have that time and to be with my mom, and my dad, and my nephew. It was just so nice to be with them and not have to be at work and not that work's bad it's just it's exhausting sometimes and so to be able to do that today was just it was a total rejuvenation and I know that I'm here at 11 20 currently doing my podcast but hey it's okay this is something that is helping rejuvenate me and I'm doing what I want to do. I'm doing what I love. That's not work. This is something that I love to do that I'm excited about. And it's sort of my self-care take on it as well. Um, and then after I do this, I get to go to sleep, which is, that's definite self-care. Anything I think can be fixed with a good nap. So if you haven't taken a nap in a while and you want to do something for yourself, Take a good nap and let me tell you that comes in clutch. Um, but all jokes aside, self-care is so big. And um, coming up, I have a week vacation in Hilton Head. And I'm so excited because that is like my second home. And it's the first trip with the baby to the beach. And I know that it'll just be a time where I can decompress, go to the beach, look at the ocean, and just breathe. And I'm so, so excited for that. So, like I said, even if you can't go on a 
beach vacation or things like that, whether just go for a walk in the morning, go watch the sunrise or watch the sunset if you have time. Do something simple as that, or join a join a group, join a you know a Bible study, join you know a music group. You know, do whatever your heart desires to bring that bring you back to bring you out of that burnout and just make you yourself again to feel like yourself again and like I said before if you're in a toxic workplace get rid of that toxin in your life if you can leave a job and find one that you know you're you seem excited about again do it if you have people that are toxic in your life that you keep putting yourself around get rid of them I don't care if it's family. I don't care if it's a sister, uh, uncle. Uh, I don't care who it is. If they're bringing toxicity into your life, you need to get rid of them. Or at least stop spending so much time with them and letting them bring that toxicity into your life. And trust me, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to stay away from that toxicity and, you know, say, hey, I'm done. But sometimes it's needed, and whenever you do finally say, hey, I'm done, I can't do this anymore, and they're out of your life, or that, you know, that thing is out of your life, um, I'm telling you right now, you'll feel a million times better because you realize you did it for yourself, and your mental health will thank you a million times over, trust me. Um, There's a few people that I've had to remove that are toxic, and trust me, I feel better, and same with a job when I was miserable and I felt like it was just toxins constantly where it's pretty bad when you're having panic attacks while driving to work. When I was having panic attacks all the time and my anxiety was through the roof, I knew can't do this anymore because mentally, physically, emotionally, I was drained and I could not tolerate it anymore. And I just said, I'm done. And If you're one that's going through that right now, again, reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk talk you through anything, just talk to you about anything at all. Or if you're one that goes to counseling, talk to your counselor or talk to your therapist about it or talk to a family member or a friend. Um, If there's a coworker that you trust, obviously you can go to them, but just be careful about who you go to because you know how, you know, Things can spread. Gossip's a big thing. But if it's someone you can trust and you're really, really hurting and really affected, go to them and say, hey, you know, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. Um, They can be a huge help to you too. So I'm really, really grateful for this time that we had tonight. And I'm sorry that this is later than the normal for a podcast, but you know, technical difficulties have to happen. But on this third episode, I really wanted to dive deep into mental health even more and how it can be in a different environment as so the work environment. Um, This is sort of an ongoing thing that is a struggle for a lot of people. And there's so many people that are just so invested in their work and that's fantastic. But when do you draw the line on work, it being work and then it just being a toxic environment? If you're consumed by work, that's not a life worth living. You're missing out on so many things. And my thing was, I was missing out on family time. Time with my, you know, time with my husband. 
you know, and then I realized if I wanted to start a family, this was at my previous job, I couldn't do it there. I couldn't start a family with that type of work environment stressing me out. So when my husband and I went to Hawaii, we made the decision we wanted to start trying because I said, I know that I'll be happier at this job. I just had that overwhelming feeling of this is going to be good and I think we need to do this. I'm out of that environment where I was stressed out. I just feel good about it. And it was the best decision I made. This job, I'm so happy. I'm so fulfilled as a nurse. And I'm, it's so rewarding. And obviously, it's hard. It's a hospice nursing job. It is never easy. But I have such a good work family. Such a good work environment. With such good co-workers. Such a good manager. Just everyone is so welcoming and loving. And are there for you every step of the way. And I have, we have some pretty fantastic doctors too that I say are pretty remarkable. And I couldn't be more grateful for my job. So for all those struggling, go find a job that's going to treat you right and make you happy. And I know it's scary to leave a job or to go look for a new one. But there's plenty of jobs available for nursing. And it might take a while to find the right fit. But just go to interviews, you know, do that application, do that resume and just go, go to the interviews. And if it doesn't seem like a good fit, then, you know, say, you know, this isn't for me. But whenever I did my interview through hospice and met my current manager for the first time, she just brought this happiness and just this feel good attitude that I knew that I was in the right place. I knew that this is where I needed to be. And I feel like you all will truly have that feeling as well. So if you're struggling to make that change, just know there is light at the end of the tunnel. Your best season is coming. It might not be in your time frame, but trust me, it's coming. Um, if you guys need any recommendations or just if have any questions or concerns of what you're going through with work or just a toxic work environment toxic you know people in your life or burnout please let me know and I'd be happy to help you in any way I can or even just be someone to talk to um we go through a lot no matter what you know what career path we're in us humans go through a lot and you shouldn't have to face that alone absolutely not so for tonight's podcast I think I'm going to end it on that note um just know how important you know you are choose yourself over a job because you're more important if you leave that job they're just going to replace you so do do what you love that's all that matters. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. But um, episode four will be out next Wednesday. Unless technical difficulties happen again. I'm hoping not. Um, again, episode four is... I, th I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a surprise. However, hospice is sort of an unknown subject. And a lot of people don't know what hospice is. So I would, I'm really gonna dive in next Wednesday about what hospice is and how it's not you know it's not just dying it's not people people choose hospice to die and that's it I'm gonna go a little bit more in depth and detail on what hospice is 
how family members of yours could benefit from hospice and how to go about getting into hospice. Um, I'm really excited to share that with you and share my heart in that next episode because my heart is hospice nursing. Um, But I thank you all again for tuning in to the Best Season Podcast and I look forward to next week on episode four, Discussing Hospice. I'll see you next week, loves.